0: Everyone and welcome back to Zeta Squadron, a Mecha Play podcast. I'm Travis, your host and game master, and with me I have again the lovely cast and crew of this production.
1: I'm William, or Will, playing Durosinmi Coyote.
2: I'm Devin. I'm playing Lieutenant Zachariah Decker. I'm Daniel. I play
0: Ezrin.
3: This is Morgan, the player of Lili's Van Venzil. All
0: right. So, last time was a little bit harrowing, I'd have to say.
4: Yeah, everything is bad. Revolution is not <laughs> yeah. generally
2: regarded to be a good time.
1: So definitely not regarded to be like a, a easy time. Fun, golden age, none of these things.
2: Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it sucks even more when you're not really the guys doing it. the rising up.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: we're not the gamers. We're not game. We're Chads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but to get uh, so let's let's see we uh, we showed up for a training exercise.
4: Training exercise what? Well, uh, well for most of us. Yeah,
1: well, for most of us. Yeah. I'm sorry, Uh, Will. It's okay. We went to go to a bar. We figured out that Zach is like a war hero. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I sure am.
4: I told off a reporter.
1: Yeah, I think we all we all helped tell off the reporter. We definitely did. It was a team effort. Good good job, crew. (laughs) While we were out drinking at a lovely little local establishment, um, a bunch of fucking ODST drop pods got shot down to the base where we were at and we had to uh first flee the city and we had to run away from the cops who we had were
4: the most action movie thing possible. yeah as, uh, <laughs> driving the car shooting out out of the car we murdered law enforcement yes yeah i
1: mean they were they were obviously working with the rebels it was self-defense
2: it was self-defense i, I it was cut a act... man's
1: arm off in self-defense <laughs> it was, yeah it it was that's a... yep. hey
2: you were defending against an act of war yeah is it okay yeah even selfier,
4: defensier self defense.
1: You're right. That was others' defense. Yeah. Oh, wow. We got
4: back to the base, met up with some people, let, they gave us covering fire. We got deeper into the base. And then we got to the barracks.
1: I think it was a squadron of marines that gave us covering fire. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. they're not dead.
3: Uh, yeah. Ezrin slit the throats of like a hundred men,
4: is what I remember. <laughs> <The> only, <laughs> only three. He, uh-huh, okay. he, he really
2: Skyrim Thieves Guild. That I one. did. Oh, yeah. I really... I Yeah, it was it was grim. Um, yeah, no, that's...
1: <laughs> yeah, we eventually got into our mechs. We had to fight some enemy mechs. Then we had to fight some more enemy mechs. Those enemy mechs are fucking dead. They're extremely dead. They're very they're, dead. They're very gone. Yeah. <laughs> we got dinged up a little bit.
3: Being in the mechs was definitely an improvement over being squishy people and getting <laughs> I shot. I did at. get.
1: Durosemi did get shot. Yeah. That but happened. So
4: did Ezrin.
0: But you yeah. actually. But it didn't it I, penetrate my it, armor. It, it, it went through my armor. armor.
1: Got through my armor. Yeah. Okay. Duros
3: That's, was bleeding. Did,
0: Duro's got a little flesh wound. That's on you his know. shoulder. If I mean no, on correctly. my chest.
1: Okay, oh. I've got a flesh wound somewhere in my torso. It's oh, okay. It's yeah, not an enormous fly. concentration of important things there. <laughs> uh, but we got onto the escaping airship. The, yes, the U.S.N. Bastion. U.S.N. Bastion, USN Bastion. really, really Bastion. big boat. And I think that's where we are now.
0: Yep. I think so. Yeah. So now that we got all that out of the way, why don't we just jump into this, huh?
1: Absolutely. I'm ready. ready?
0: With the hatches closed, you all find yourselves in near pitch black. There are some, like, red strobe lights that uh, are in this launch bay area, which you all were repelled to, except for Morgan, who went through the return hatch, which is in the rear of the ship. You find yourselves catching your breath That's what's probably been, like, one of the most harrowing days you've ever gone through, really. Like especially for those who haven't had any combat experience before, the adrenaline's still there. So you're mostly just kind of thinking within that mindset right now. But now that the combat's over, it's starting to drop just slightly. As before, you know it, you sort of almost kind of snap back to reality almost as you hear a you hear a signal over the radio. Head back towards the hangar bay. It's down the corridor. Ugh. Affirmative. Uh, Lelise. Yeah. You're flying in with a group of what are basically transport craft. Mm-hmm. Um. The Bastion has a return hatch, which basically is a long extended platform that uses automated guiding, right? So there's no risk of crash or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Returning there, you basically land on what is essentially a runway uh, that's stationed inside the ship and return towards this aircraft elevator, essentially, that lowers you down once you've uh, managed to make the return. As you lower down, you continue taxiing forward Uh, until you reach this large, large mech bay. The hangar is overcrowded. It's got stragglers and groups from every nation that you can imagine just strewn about in pockets everywhere. People who are desperately trying to clear space for either the mechs or the new transport craft uh, that are coming in to, you know, bring in more survivors from the attack.
1: Shit, guys. Oh, this is really happening, huh? Uh...
0: As, as you all approach in, you take in the site for a bit before people who are trying to work the deck as best they can, they're trying to push, like, like whatever aircraft that are still strewn about, like, you know, that are just bringing people back, like, to either far-off corners or just, like, out of the way, basically, because they're trying to make space for your mechs to station. Um, you make your approach towards uh, the mech bays, these sort of catwalks that are strewn along the wall that look basically like they're designed to service your mechs. And as you park and station yourselves there, you all get out, rappel down. Uh, once you're outside your mech, the picture of the hangar just becomes a bit more clear. This place is massive. It's probably about t- easily over 20 meters in height and wide in scope. It looks like it's meant to fit a large assortment of equipment. But more th- more than just the size of it, you take in the mass of people, right, that you get a more clearer picture now. It's clear from the side of things that not only are the people here that are wounded from the outside, but a couple of them are from the ship itself. You see occasional bullet holes that are strewn around the hangar itself. It seems like there was a fight that occurred, and the place is a bit of a mess. You see medical crews that are attending to the newly arrived and the ship's crew themselves taking the gravely wounded out on stretchers and trying their best to do field treatments for those who have minor injuries. With all the wounded and all the stragglers within this hangar bay, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of organization. Almost everyone's just trying to do whatever they can to help the situation. And a lot of things just feel like as if they're, you know, getting looked over, you know, can't be helped almost at this point. People are just trying to figure out what the hell is going on and trying to get themselves reorganized, which is hard considering all the people that are here. And there are plenty of people who are wounded. They're still going about like trying to do their work at this point, despite, despite the danger to themselves. It's just that much of a mess right now. With a crowd this size, it, it's almost impossible to tell who's who and you know, what's going on within the actual craft itself, but eventually you manage to all f- sort of find your way back together.
1: Do you want Dura to have just gotten patched up like uh, in the field or not, not, not yet, no. Okay,
0: cool. <laughs> so Dura's still like, ugh.
4: Dura's still just
1: bleeding.
3: <laughs> oh, no. It's
4: not
1: a, I didn't take much
4: um, damage to my like, uh, Actually, if we meet up in the uh, middle of the person. hangar, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ezra would actually hand you uh, some gauze and just like, it's not much, but it's at least keep you from uh, bleeding too much. Thanks, Switch man. That
1: in there. Do we know where, where we're going, guys?
3: I have no idea.
1: What are you looking at me for? I don't know. I, f- I thought maybe they would tell you something.
4: I would suggest that you go to some medical officer of some kind and who can
3: find one. Find
4: one. I mean, just yell.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll, we'll f- we'll find one. We'll figure it out, guys. It's okay. it's not mm-hmm. that bad. It's, a
3: it's, bad. Bad. it's not that
0: bad. You've been shot in the chest. It was, a, it was a flesh wound. As you say this, you just feel like a sharp jolt of pain. It's a, ah, it's a fle- <laughs> maybe I should <laughs> medic. I should probably <laughs> medic. <laughs> medic. You're you're calling this out, but it seems like like there are a couple medical personnel that look over to you, but they're just too busy working on other people right now.
1: Yeah, there, there's a lot of people who are worse off than me um, right now. Uh, should maybe go sit
4: with skill for medicine. Is that intelligence?
0: Um, for field treatment, it's common sense. Common sense? Uh, I'm going to attempt to help. Okay. I got a ten. <laughs> ten? Um, there's a small group that's nearby that you move over to uh, try to see if you can help at all, but the medic's just like, give us space, please. We need room to work. I don't right, well. Uh, you head back to the group. Um, when you head back, you hear a voice that manages to make its way over the crowd noise itself. Decker! As you see Terra... Uh, move her way over to you quickly as possible, like I'm shoving through the crowd. As she does, she sort of quickly gives you a hug, Decker. Man, I'm so glad you managed to get Patriot out of there in one piece. You have no idea how worried I was. I'm gl- <laughs>
3: About Patriot and not Decker. <laughs> I'm
0: glad you're okay too, Terra Bear. <laughs> Patting her on the back. Oh, you all managed to make here. Good, good. A little bit ways behind, Lilies, you see Remy. Oh, Remy. Ah, madam. good to see that you made it through. How did the Casmir perform? Did the weapons calibrations uh, make a difference at all?
3: Oh, definitely. Ah, shot those guys down. Splendid. But uh, Casimir got a little bit beat up.
0: Ah, I see. Ah, no worry. We still got a little bit of crew that uh, should be able to service that.
3: Okay.
1: Do you guys know, do they tell you, do we have any idea where we're going?
0: Unfortunately, we haven't received any real new instructions at this point. seems to be that uh, things are a little bit hazardous.
3: I wonder if this is happening other places or just here.
0: Oh, shit. I mean, right now they're just trying to see, like, who's alive at this point. Uh, apparently the some of the Duson forces managed to make their way onto the ship. Uh, there are a lot of casualties.
4: What? Oh, that's fucking bad. Ezrin at this point is, like, just taking everything in, and then he starts getting a little bit more shaky as the uh, adrenaline is dying down, and he actually finds a nearby crate and sits
0: down. <laughs> Hey, uh, is your friend all right?
4: Uh,
2: no, probably pro- not. Yeah, probably not. Zach will sit down next to him, like, "Hey, dude, you you all right, man?"
4: He's still down there. Oh, shit. Damn it! Couldn't do anything.
2: Hey, man, you did what you could. I know that doesn't really help or anything,
0: but I mean, it's the truth of it. If it's any consolation, the reports coming back, at least in the meantime, say that you guys managed to do a crack-up job out there. Look at
1: that. It seem... probably Remy's got good news for us. He's probably a prisoner at this point, if he was a mech pilot, if that's who you're talking about. So we'll, we'll get him back at some point. Yeah, we're, we're not done yet.
0: Well, I'm, are we sure about that? He, there might have been some other people who managed to get out.
1: That guy didn't get out. It was pretty bad. is uh...
4: His entire position was surrounded by mech and foot soldiers.
0: Oh, I'm... I'm sorry. I'm honestly surprised that any of us managed to make it out, in all honesty. I mean, Hangar G was just filled with colony and Dusan troops, and it almost felt like they were shooting anyone they came across. It, I'm not sure how many of our crew managed to make it back. I'm still trying to look for them.
4: Well, actually, maybe that's where we can start, uh, start things off. Getting him medical attention and looking at uh, who we can find.
1: Yeah, we'll need to. We'll need crew. I mean, I don't think we're done.
4: Uh, and uh, then Ezrin just looks over at the crowd, still a bit shaky to himself, but as like just like us, everyone else needs a bit of a
0: direction. Definitely. As you say this, you hear a loud whistle sound that manages to sort of break up the chatter, and you hear this voice in you know a bit of posh English. All right, everyone, listen up. Those who can, assemble yourselves into teams and clear the deck. We need to be ready to deploy at a moment's notice. Medical teams, find volunteers and get all the wounded up to the medical bay. I don't care how minor the scratch may be. Once we're done clearing the deck, attach yourselves to the appropriate crew and get all the crafts ready to deploy. Our crews will help get you sorted out to where you need to be. Well, come on now, everyone. Chop chop. We certainly can't be standing around now. Go, go, go!
4: Uh. right,
0: come on.
2: Lelice, come on, you're
0: with me. Okay,
4: okay. Ez,
2: Duro, go to the med bay. You're hurt. You should be looked at, man. I know, I know. I don't know. Okay, I'll take him to the med bay, but I'll be back. Go go with
0: Duro. Hold up one second, just a moment, please. As uh, this man approaches, you get a better look at him. A bit rotund, you know, he's got a little bit of weight around the, you know, the stomach. Blonde hair with, like, bright green eyes and a bushy blonde mustache. Oh my god, I like this guy. Wow, he's
3: like a Starfleet Admiral. <laughs> I
0: like him. He
4: looks he fun. Is. He is a Starfleet Admiral.
0: He's sort of got like rosy cheeks and a bit of a large nose. I love Military I- Santa. <laughs> <laughs> As he, you know, steps his, uh, steps his way up towards you all. Ah, I assume that you all must be the mobile pilots that we picked up. Am I correct? Yes, correct. sir. Yes. I'm Commander Matthew Perry, Executive Officer of the USN Bastion. Part of the Union Naval Service. I need you all to come with me, the captain of which is to speak with you. Okay.
4: Of course. <laughs> yes, sir. As sir. Ezra just look, uh, looks at Kyote and I'm just... Any possible for medical attention? I'll be uh, fine.
0: Really I'll be fine. It's a quick meeting, right, sir? I think we can make a stop by the medical bay first. That shouldn't be a problem.
2: If, if you insist.
0: All right, then. Let's get going. Uh, Tara just looks over to you, Decker. I'll see who I can find and see what we can do to fix everyone up.
2: Yeah, let's round up a team, huh?
0: Yeah, with that, she just kind of looks over to Remy and... Hey, look, you found one already. (laughs) She, like, tilts her head to the side, and Remy's like, Oh! Ah, you mean me? Certainly. Uh, (laughs) Remy still only has one arm, by the way. Oh, no! (laughs) Remy's doing his best. Perry takes you through the crowd as... After he uh, gave out instructions, everyone just started, like, running as quickly as they can, like trying to get themselves organized, getting themselves in the work groups. All the people who are wounded are all starting to be collected and brought up. A couple of them are protesting, <laughs> people who only have like minor scratches and injuries, but Perry did say everyone, even minor scratches. You'll head through the, um, there's this large door that heads towards where the uh, aircraft are normally held and then through a corridor. And in that corridor, you end up getting towards a elevator. That elevator takes you up about three decks And once it does, uh, Perry takes you towards the medical bay. Rounding the corner, you just see a gaggle of wounded people just like laying outside in the corridor. A lot of them seem to have minor wounds, either bandages that are around their heads or, you know, arm slings or other, you know, such quick medical treatments, essentially. A lot of these people seem to be battered and bruised and either laying on the ground or just sitting up with the, you know, slumps to their shoulders. You can hear occasional whimpers or shouts of pain or agony that sort of strewn out. It's filled with these type of people and more seem to be being brought in by the second. Oh, man. As you make your way through the crowd, you head to the door for the medical bay itself with the door opening. It's a mess with the smell of blood filling the air. There are plastic tarps that are strewn about, using uh, being used as dividers between the medical uh, beds. Doctors and nurses can be seen running about, the, you know, all over the place, trying to tend to the ones that they can save at this point. More people are sort of sitting on either benches or on the floor or lying down outside of where the me- main medical treatment is be- taking place. People whose wounds are not severe enough to you know require immediate treatment as it stands now, but certainly need attention soon you know with faces that are just filled with either agony or just looks in their eyes that just say that they wish to be as far away from this place as possible
3: well I didn't like coming here
4: I didn't like medical facilities I realized that
1: Jurosumi looks even worse than he is because he cut two people in half with a chainsaw
3: Oh yeah, and he hasn't had a
2: shower or anything
3: probably pretty bloodied up
2: covered in blood don't worry, you tell the doctors. It's not mine.
0: <laughs> Most of it is not mine. It's mostly not mine. One of the people that is there, actually, you'd recognize. I do. Um, all of you do, actually. Um, you see on one corner, sort of standing, with a bandage that's around her head, is the Marine Captain that you all met when you first got to the, the oh, military base. She made it. Sweet. She sort of just seems to be kind of leaning against the wall. Almost more annoyed than, like, in pain or anything like that. As if, like, she's almost, like, been required to be here instead of just be out and about trying to do what she thinks is her job.
1: Okay, I'm gonna get in line, guys. All uh, right.
0: Hold up a second. I think it's better if you guys speak with captain as soon as possible. Fair enough. Okay, I should do it. Are, are I'll you cutting s- me to the front? I'll I'll see what I can do. Okay. Um, got that executive at, at, privilege. At, at this, um, Perry sees one of the doctors sort of walk out of the tarp as uh, quickly heading towards their office. As they walk out, Dr. Coleman, um, I have a patient here, which I'd like you to take a look at real quick. This uh, man is aged, probably in his mid to late 40s, you would say. He's got grayish hair that's sort of strained along the side of his head, with uh, the rest of the hair being black around the top. Mm -hmm. Uh, he wears these, uh, sort of, not quite bulky, but still pretty noticeable glasses, uh, that have a slight bluish tint to them. And as he hears Perry say this, he just sort of turns. Perry, can't you see this place is a bloody mess right now? We don't have time for scratches. Just put them back, put your boy back in the line. As, as he goes to turn, Perry sort of is insistent. The captain wishes to speak to these people as quickly as possible. I know you have other priorities right now, but at least put a nurse on him real quick. And at this, uh, the doctor sort of turns. Then you can speak to the captain while he waits. He goes to the back of the line. End of discussion.
1: Okay. (laughs) I did. I'm going to go. I got shot. I don't know if that's important, but I'll get there.
3: Apparently it's not.
2: I feel like a lot of people did, so this seems fair. Boy, this guy's a real,
4: real barrel of monkeys, huh? He has he has the triage mind <laughs> mindset right now.
0: Um, it, it takes a little bit, but um, eventually, uh, two nurses do come up and they take a quick look at the wound. Uh, one of them takes a pair of like tweezers out and mm. uh, is sort of kind of inspecting it. As she as she does, she begins to sort of dig, which. Ah, uh, yeah, sends a bullet. Uh, oh uh, no, sorry, painkillers. Uh, uh-uh, we're, we don't have enough. We're, we're we're treating other people with it right now. Oh, and just make she, it fast, please. There's a sharp jolt as she suddenly Fuck. pulls uh, <laughs> this bullet out. Extremely ah, you were really lucky. Uh, about I'd say three inches <sighs> right, and that would have hit your heart. Cool great awesome <laughs> um the other man uh,
1: could i get some stitches now
0: <laughs> the other man comes up and quickly puts stitches in and after he's done it only takes him you know a couple threads he, he applies this like tube has this like short little end like straw to it almost uh sticking in the wound and uh, presses the handle as this bio foam begins to sort of fill in
1: Gotta the gap fill up the, the the holes in your soldier wall with this caulking gun. Does <laughs> the culting. biofoam, Does it burn? What's the biofilm like?
0: What's? It's more numbing than burning. That's Like awesome. it has an initial sting to it, but eventually, just sort of the the aching sort of like sort of dies down a bit. It just sucks mm. it
3: all up together.
0: Mm. You you probably want to you know be bed rested for about two or three days, where the biofilm does it, it does its work. Ooh, I doubt after that's that, going to that, happen. After that point, you probably should be good enough to get get back in the the field. Okay, cool. I mean, hopefully they don't need
1: the diplomat to be operated in the next two to three days. But let's get let's go see the captain,
4: guys. I'm done.
3: <laughs> yeah, Luliez like is just three like hours later. <laughs> I just want to be told he,
4: what he to, to do. He tries to raise his hands. Ow. <laughs> yeah, it's still Yay,
0: ouch. It still stings a bit, unfortunately. <laughs> they
1: like wash the blood off his face.
0: Yeah. After uh, getting treated, you all head out, uh, heading back towards the ele- uh, the elevator. You head up the elevator uh, towards the bridge. Once you get there, the floor that you uh, dock on is uh, only a short corridor, basically, with a short, like, couple-foot step uh, that's from the ele- like the elevator hall uh, towards the bridge itself. It's mostly white with, like, fl- uh, fluorescent lighting, sort of like giving the illumination. Uh, and you see two doorways. One of them is a double door, which you see a sign that says the bridge uh, over the top of it. Another one is a side door that's along the right-hand wall. Two guards are standing stationed within the hall, one at the double doors and one at the door on the right side. As you all approach, uh, the two guards sort of stand at attention and salute towards Perry and the rest of you. Evening, XO. Ah, evening. Is the captain busy right now? Yes, sir. He's in a meeting right now with Lieutenant Alvarez. And as he says this, the door opens up. Uh, Standing through the door, fairly short woman, about 5'3". That's not the thing that sort of immediately draws your attention. As her hair is dyed this sort of like teal aqua,
1: right? That doesn't that sound she regulation has, <laughs> that she has
0: pulled back into a you know low hanging ponytail with like two sets of bangs that hang on either side of her face. Maybe that's why she's only a lieutenant. There's a picture. That it's a question. good look. It's just not or, regulation. It's
2: working for her.
0: Yeah, just yeah. As she steps through the door, she almost kind of is a bit startled that you are there. Oh, uh, sorry. I didn't mean to be holding up anything. Uh, please excuse me, um, and steps out towards the elevators. Okay, shall we? <laughs> All right. You step into what is known as the briefing room. Inside is a room that, but for the numerous black panel monitors along the walls, would be almost completely snow white. A single oblong, you know, cherry oak table rests in the center of the room, with its sides stretched long across the room itself, and the ends filed down to uh, to be flat, so allowing extra sitting space. On the other end of the table sits the captain, bald at the head, with dark brown skin uh, that is accentuated by graying black eyebrows. He wears a light blue beret of the USN, with a gold insignia of the Compass Rose pressed into a black badge at its front. As you all file in and stand at attention, Perry turns to address the captain. Perry gives a salute Greetings, Captain. These are the mobile pilots that you wish to speak with, as he sort of gestures towards you all.
4: Can we
1: also salute. salute.
3: Yes. Doing that. Second Lieutenant Lilies Van Zil, Japanese Air Force, sir. Uh,
4: Second Lieutenant uh, Eswin Renan, uh, uh, EU Forces. Lieutenant Zachariah Decker,
2: US Armed Forces. Second Lieutenant Durosemi Coyote of Weiyu.
0: At ease, as he gestures for you to take seats at the table. Ooh, wow, we get to sit with the captain.
1: Durosemi sits down immediately.
0: My name is Andrew Miles, captain of the USN Bastion. I apologize that our meeting could not take place in more... ideal circumstances. And I imagine that you all must have a lot of questions. I'll try to answer those questions to the best of my ability, but as it stands, I'm not sure how... satisfactory those answers might be.
4: Our force is completely (sighs)
0: overrun. The sad truth is that we don't know. Before, uh, communications were cut, we managed to track several penetrations of the Earth's atmosphere that occurred at least over Africa itself, and we know that a lot of those uh, the trajectories of those drop locations were spread all throughout the southern and central tip of Africa. It is safe to assume that many other locations were attacked other than our own. As for the state of those forces, we cannot be certain. Is this limited to just Africa? I would suspect not, based on what the trajectory calculations that we got. As it stands, we think that forces might have also landed in the southern part of India and south and central America. Uh, okay.
1: Okay. Um, what's, what's stopping us from getting in contact with central command?
0: Right now, jamming in interference. Great. I would assume because of colony forces that are in, over in Earth's orbit right now. In order for them to calculate a drop this massive, they must have found a way to sneak past our multi-multiple layers of sensor defenses. At this point, I can't tell you how they managed to get anywhere close to Earth in order to launch these drop assaults. Right now, we're flying blind. We don't know how many forces are either deployed or where they are. All we know is that we're here right now, and we're trying to make the best of that.
1: Is there any sort of contingency
0: for this situation?
1: Like, is there a a meet central point we're supposed to go to or something?
0: There is contingency for that. You're correct. Right now, we're heading towards the closest allied city that we can think of at this point. The city of Mubiha, which is a medium-sized city in Tanzania, between two mountain ranges. From what we can surmise so far from the battle, Mutad forces were caught just as off guard as the rest of our allied contingents. Meaning, most likely, they were also a primary target within the assault. At this, uh, Perry chimes up. Given its strategic location, Mubia would be an ideal place to try to form a counteroffensive. Especially considering the, def- uh, the two mountain ranges that provides a bit of a corridor for assaulting forces to have to funnel themselves through. With any luck, we'll see that other allied forces will rally there, and we'll see what we can do from that point. Hopefully the
4: city still stands. Um, because the enemy forces would recognize very quickly that it could be an easy holdout position.
0: Which is why we're trying to make our way there as quickly as possible.
4: How many... I mean...
1: Why would they target the place where we're all at, right? Like, we're all... We were all here for a training exercise, and then they show up at the same time. I mean, they had on.
0: Most likely because they wished to try to catch our forces off guard, destroy what they could in an instant
3: kind of worked.
0: Mm -hmm. A quite dastardly plan, I'd have to say. And certainly well executed. As far as I can tell, we were among the only forces that managed to make it off the base. We're currently doing an assessment right now to see if any other stragglers managed to make it out and see what our force count might be based on projections from the battle we just experienced. But that will take several hours to do. Come together. Lieutenant Alvarez is assigned to handle that right now.
4: How well stocked is the ship? How long can we, uh stock, uh, weapons, medical supplies, and food.
0: Miles looks to you. That is the good news. Before heading towards the Edison Air Force Base, our ship was assigned to be deployed up in Earth's orbit, meaning that we were fully stocked before we made our way here.
2: At least something's gone, right?
0: All the
1: freeze-dried ice cream we could want. And all the
0: ammunition that we could want as well. Hoorah.
4: Are there any, um, armory or supply facilities that we know of that we could probably, uh, hit up uh, to uh, keep well-stocked.
0: Perry replies to this. I love your gumption there, but as it stands right now, we're not even sure how many of our own are upstanding at this point. As you saw, we did take quite a heavy hit in the initial assault, and I'm not sure we can mount such an operation. Yeah, Doosong was on the boat, apparently. And we took quite a few casualties, including our marine captain. As it stands, if we were to try to launch an offensive operation, I'm not sure if we have much of a snowball's chance at this at this stage.
2: How much of Dusan is in on this? Like, how far up to the top does this go? Do we have any idea? Is this a coup, or is, like, leadership in?
0: Given the amount of forces present, I'd have to say that it's very likely that this goes very high up the military chain of command. You don't conduct an operation like this, especially a, a joint operation. Uh. If I were to say... I'd say that Dusan side with the colony forces far in advance of the exercise taking place.
4: Ezrin's uh, fists slam down on the table, uh, and he stands up very abruptly. If everything would be fine, Captain, I would like to be excused.
0: If you need a minute.
4: He, he just nods and uh, walk, uh, walks out of the room.
0: I understand that you all must have gone through a lot in order to get here. It's understandable. But there is something which I need to bring up real quick. As it stands, the ship is heading through Zambia as part of a short course to try to avoid any remaining enemy forces on our way to Mabia. With any luck, we won't run into any contacts. But if we do, I need... Well, as it stands, you are not part of the USN which means you're not a part of our chain of command. That being said, we're all stuck together at this point. I'd like to gain assurance that if we do get into a combat situation, that I can rely on you to operate as a unit and follow our chain of command.
2: Yes, sir.
1: I'm not going to let anyone else die in that hunk of junk.
3: I'm willing to fight for you, but what happens when I get back into contact with my commanding officer.
0: When that happens, you'll be free to join your previous forces. What I'm asking is that we simply stick together as best we can until the circumstances change. Right now, we're on our own, and we need to be able to rely on each other. Should, at any point, we run across your previous units, well, you may feel free to join them.
1: We're a long way from Weiyu, and we're a longer way from Japan or America, Mm -hmm. so I don't think that's super likely. But, uh, hopefully this will be over soon.
0: Now then, since you are all considered guests on the ship, it is only customary that either I or one of the ship's officers give you a proper tour. This way you will be able to make your way quickly towards your mech should the worst come to pass. Hey, alright. this, Perry steps up. If you wouldn't mind, I'd would be honored to give you an escort. Cool, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very well then. Uh, he turns and nods to Ma- uh, Captain Miles, and then gestures towards the door, uh, sort of waiting for you guys to exfil and then uh, falling behind. Right when
4: you guys walk out, uh, walk outside the room, Ezrin is just out out there pacing and like mumbling to himself.
2: Yo, Ez, buddy, we're we're gonna get shown around the ship come on.
4: Yeah, man, we gotta figure out where our beds are. Mm-hmm. You
2: you can pace towards you know? the beds.
4: The bed does sound good.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. If you prefer, maybe we can skip the tour for you if you'd rather just get some rest.
4: I'll get the tour later, yes.
0: Very well. Let me at least show you to the quarters then. Right then. Uh, taking a short elevator ride down. First deck is the officer's tour- office quarters. Here you'll find the officer's mess, officer's bunks, and other such stations appropriate for such ranking. Your rooms will be stationed on this deck. The officer's corridor is sort of like a U shape, right? With doors that are on the inner wall, uh, a couple doors on the inner wall, and then the rooms on the outer wall. He takes you to like a certain section, which seems to be where uh, mech pallets are supposed to uh, be quartered. This will be where your rooms are. And of course, if you have any questions, uh, the captain's quarters are down the hall at the center of that corridor there, he said, uh, in the line that would form sort of the U. With this, as in do you...
4: Yeah, I split off from the party and go into my room. Wow, we're sleeping up here? Huh.
2: It's fancy digs. It's pretty nice. Yeah.
4: I'll probably see the rest of
2: you later. We'll be back in a little bit, man. I'm gonna yeah. go crash. Take it easy, man.
0: You all head down to the second deck. The second deck is for the main crew. You'll find the main bunks for the non-commissioned officers, as well as the general mess, uh, the weight room, sparring deck, as he sort of jokingly uh, torts, and other such crew facilities, um, taking you down another floor. This is the third deck, or the workman's deck. Here you'll find basically every function that you find necessary on a ship like this. You have the mach- some machine shops, engineering compartment, uh, weapons... Electronics, life supports, med bay, etc. Basically, if there's work that needs to be done on the ship, it'll most likely be done here, except for the engine room. Now we get to the fun of the matter. Come, follow me. Oh, um, you Fast all head door. down to the fourth deck, or really the fourth and fifth deck. So as Aww. he explains, they're sort of kind of intermixed. The first room he takes you to is the engine room. You sort of enter into like this sort of like above compartment. It's almost like an observation deck, basically, only sticking out probably about ten feet within the room. That is pretty big. Uh, the room itself is sort of like given light, certainly by like fluorescent lights that are above, but uh, there's also this major bluish glow that just sort of illuminates and sort of fills the room for when the two where the two massive engines uh, rest within the back of the uh, compartment.
2: Those are big.
0: Yeah. Here you'll find the pride and joy of the Bastion. The Twin Pulse Drives. These are fusion drives. They have, a magnetic, uh, they have magnetic rings that uh, spin and rotate around the outside, in which uh, small atomic particles are dropped into the main chamber. Then the rings compress, creating a massive amounts of heat energy which is used to propel the ship forward in a general uh, jet of plasma clean for the environment and priority for our operations considering how much we have to operate in atmosphere. Other ships that you find out in space will either use ion drives or other such uh, means of propellants. This, though, is particularly designed for our purposes.
2: That's pretty cool. I'll pretend like I understood that.
0: Then he takes you over to uh, the two shops which are stationed sort of behind the engine room. The first one being the machine shop. This is the machine shop and the machine shop itself is like a sort of semi-three deck or three level facility the first level uh, first two levels are a main floor and a sort of ringed floor that's around uh, the first floor and this uh, is meant for some of the larger servo components for you know working on the mobiles either arms legs you know torsos or etc it has plenty of space to be able to allow for component parts to be moved into this room and worked on Here you'll find that the major functions of maintenance and repair are taken care of, especially for any of the larger components that really can't be broken down very easily.
3: Mm.
0: And up top, you'll find that that is where we handle some of the more finite tuning uh, for smaller bits and functions for either the mechs or the aircraft. And over here, he sort of takes you through a corridor, is the Munitions Depot. Right here you'll find the major weapon storage for our aircraft and the mobile platforms. We do have other munitions depots that are stored throughout the ship, particularly in the weapons base. But this is where you'll find the major storage for our main armaments. It's almost as if it's just a giant like storage locker, except for the first floor, which is actually a munitions shop. As as you notice this. Not only can we store munitions here, but we have a small factory as well that we can produce whatever we need. As long as we have the spare materials and scrap parts, we can basically produce most munitions that you need within the operational field, as long as we have the specs for them.
2: Now I like it down here.
3: I've never seen production like this on a ship.
2: This is pretty crazy.
0: With that, he sort of directs you towards the uh, aircraft uh, storage hangar. Here, and this is like on a catwalk at this point, so you're mm-hmm. on a catwalk that's sort of above. Uh, you see like an elevator platform that uh, you know uh, is attached to the sort of return uh, return bay that's mm-hmm. stationed just above uh, this hangar. Here's where we mainly store all of our aircraft when we're not in combat uh, operations. You'll find transport vehicles, ground attack uh, aircraft, but we only can carry a small detachment of them. You see four attack aircraft, and they're supposed to be contingent of six transport aircraft. But unfortunately, it seems like one of the uh, crafts got shot down during the last operation. And last but not least, but something that you're certainly all familiar with at this point, as he takes you over to the mech bay. Now that the adrenaline's worn down a little bit, you could sort of take it in a little bit better. The mech bay is massive. I already told you that it's got about you know 20 meters of height, but it's also got probably around. Almost 90 meters of width to it as well. It's big. Wow.
1: It's got to be. It's a thick-ass room.
0: There are two bulky metal doors that uh, are stationed at the front of the mech bay hangar itself. These, you know, are the entrance ways towards the launch pads, uh, which are stationed within the prows of the ship. Additionally, there are multiple stations that are set up at this point. Uh, The ones that your mechs are currently parked at right now catwalks are sort of being like rigged and arranged so that uh, the crews can get the work uh, on them better the crew has managed to get somewhat organized at this point uh you see work crews both of the ship itself and from your original deta- uh, detachments all sort of uh, starting to comb over uh your mechs trying to get any minor scratches minor malfunctions all calibrated and taken care of getting the repairs done as quickly as they can is it just our four or are there more It's just your four. Are we the only mobile pilots who made it on? Unfortunately, yes.
3: Mm. That explains a lot.
0: Our mobile platforms were supposed to be assigned to us once we got into orbit. But, as you can see, that hasn't happened. So you weren't carrying any? No, unfortunately (gasps) not. Well, no wonder we're getting the VIP treatment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Essentially, you are our only reliable ground forces at this point. Wow, Wow. okay. (laughs)
3: Oh no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh god!
0: No. As we
4: use the term "reliable" loosely, like internally
3: freaking out.
1: It's like, "Oh, I can't leave."
3: Like, no, I can't go home. We would deplete our forces
2: by an entire twenty-five percent.
3: What the fuck? <laughs> I should not be responsible for that much.
2: No pressure, right? Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's, yes, that's no problem. That's no problem. <sighs> um,
0: Everything as as he's sort of uh, giving a description of the uh, the functions, uh, you hear a voice uh, off on, like, one far end of the catwalks. Hey, you guys are back! Uh, As you see, Tara sort of walk up. Uh, She was kind of on a catwalk near uh, where Patriot was, and she sort of walks around the uh, outer wall uh, in order to reach you guys. Yeah, hey, you find a crew? Yeah, yeah, we got everyone organized and got them to work. It took a little bit, but uh, we're doing what we can. Oh, and I've managed to fix that hydraulic issue that we were having. By the way, um, you're... Flight jacket, it's uh, it's down there. It's going to take can, some cleaning. You can burn it. It's
2: probably fine. I'll find a new one.
0: As you wish. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly surprised that you actually managed to get it on there. It's like almost a miracle, really.
2: Well, that was this guy's doing. I'm going to slap Duro on the good shoulder. Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're currently just doing the inspections right now and getting what needs to be replaced taken care of. A couple of you guys managed to sustain a lot of damage, so that's why it's taking some time. Mm. Um... Casimir, right now, we're stripping the armor and trying to replace it.
3: He's fragile.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. We're hoping that we can do it as quickly as possible. There's some barriers going, but I managed to get everyone working together pretty well so far, at least. Okay, awesome.
3: That's good news.
1: I guess I guess I better... Durazemi's going to quickly glance over and see how many of his crew made it out.
0: It seems quite a few, though not as many as you'd like. Cool. Um, it <laughs> I think seems... mine are mostly <laughs> robots. Well... Yeah. Most of you can tell that quite a few of your General uh, Depot crew aren't here, um, which is why it's weird because a lot of the crews seem almost intermixed at this point. Whoever is a specialist or knows how to handle one component or another is sort of transferred to whatever mech needs the most service at the time. And it's kind of intermixed, not quite chaotic, but just not quite what you'd expect to see
2: all these poor shits having to learn on the fly to service these gimmicky-ass robots. These weird-ass megs. Oh my god. Like, like, this guy's like, all right, here's a clipboard on how Casimir works. What do you mean it turns into a plane?
1: <laughs> they just got a book. fucking USB stick that they're plugging into Remy, like, okay, you gotta fix the horse, Remy.
4: <laughs> Please fix the horse. Remy's
3: like, I, my sensors thought this was a chunk of bulkhead.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> just looking at no one has schematics on file care. Stealth unit, because it's fucking that, top it's, secret. It's top secret stuff. No one has schematics on Somebody this. Somebody help just me! Hope it, it disappeared. Never
2: <laughs> guys, That's... I took this out of the mech. <laughs> oh, wait.
3: You shouldn't have done that. Who
2: said that?
0: As you guys are sort of like giving a looks around, uh, suddenly you hear this like loud voice that uh, kind of echoes throughout this massive uh, chamber. Uh, you see over near an. Uh, the elevator on the bottom floor, where the munition shop is. Uh, this one sort of skinny-looking guy, thin as a rail almost, uh, comes out. He's got long, blonde hair that's basically the tilt of silver, almost, uh, in terms of its sort of general shade, with bluish eyes that sort of tinge on gray. The, uh, the long hair is sort of kind of like a mullet uh, in, in look. Classy. <laughs> as you hear this man shout out, Come on now! Divide! Divide! We need to get these big bastards loaded! I love him! I love him! I love him! As he says this, a big munitions train just starts wheeling out with rockets, uh, munitions, ammunition. Yes. uh, As they start making their way towards the mechs. Do we have a picture of him? We do have a picture of him. Oh my god. Oh, (laughs)
2: hell yeah. Regulation in the front, (laughs) off duty in the back. Oh my god.
0: As these uh, as these <laughs> munitions roll up towards the mechs, uh, you guys are almost kind of bewildered at this like sight of this like thin-railed man just like b- barking out these orders. And Terror just immediately like runs up to the railway. "Hey, hey, hey! what do you think you're doing? Uh-oh. We're still we're still in the middle of repairs. You can't just start arming those!" At this, uh, this Russian guy apparently just sort of kind of looks up onto the railing where all you are at. Listen, I don't know who you th- uh, who you are, but last time I checked. There was a big fucking war going on. <laughs> now, would you rather be caught with our pants down, or would you rather let me do my job? I'd rather not be blown to bits by our own ordnance at this point. Don't you understand how dangerous what you're doing is? You can get us all killed! Excuse me, boss lady, but who the hell died and put you in charge?
3: <laughs> wow. How about your
0: maintenance officer who didn't make it back from shore leave, you mudflat piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Jesus.
2: Hey, Decker, can you control your... Hey, Terra, Terra, Tara, come here. Come here, come here, come here. No, 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 no. Let, let the Russian man go. Let, let the but Russian but man go. he's gonna... He's no, gonna... He's, he's, he's not gonna kill us all. It's okay. If anyone's gonna kill us all, it'll probably be me. It's all right.
0: I can give you assurance, uh, Sergeant Abrams, that Vasily, while eccentric, is very well trained. Uh, he knows what he's doing.
1: An eccentric Russian? She, uh, she just shocked. sort
0: of kind of throws her hands in the air. is like... Fine! I'll just do repairs while well. they're arming life ordnance on my goddamn mechs. <laughs> as she sort of, like, storms off. Well? Well, that was, that was very loud.
3: Got it under control?
0: Yeah, no, that
2: that's... Yeah, she'll be fine, don't worry about it. Okay. That's normal. <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm almost out of missiles, so I'm glad this guy's here. What else do we gotta see?
0: Well, that would conclude our tour if you'd like a more detailed tour of the ship you're certainly welcome to explore when we're not in combat operations
1: i would like a detailed tour of a bunk
0: (laughs) (laughs) very well i'll escort you to your room then i have other matters which i need to attend to pretty soon anyway uh with this uh you all take a short elevator ride up and you know he delivers you uh back to your bunks the bunks themselves are pretty nice uh, they're certainly not the crew barracks, that, which would just be like long rows of just, you know, bunks that aren't even really beds. They're more like cots. You know, you'll have, you know, a desk, which you can use to work at with an in-bed display, uh, a small closet that you can store your personal belongings in, um, along with a bed that, while firm, is nicer than you'd expect. Oh
1: man, we've all got our own rooms? I missed that. I didn't realize. Our tax dollars at work. <laughs> Your tax dollars at work.
0: I assume you just all <laughs> head to the bed for tonight?
1: I mean, I think probably.
0: the
2: majority of people here need it. It yeah, definitely needs to yeah. all right
3: Yeah, like, maybe I can sleep through this whole war.
0: After cleaning up and flipping the lights, you all <clears throat> head to bed. You're all hopeful that even with a firm bed, that it can provide enough support to give you reprieve from what has most likely been... One of the most awful days that you've had. And yet, despite that, and despite the pure exhaustion that just seems to grip you, sleep seems elusive. The aches, the strains, the stress, the shock, all these things sort of play a part in keeping your minds conscious, as events continue to repeat themselves over and over again in your heads. These thoughts of doubt and pain that never seem to fade, and... You all try your best to push these thoughts out of your minds, but they seem to cling there, like an albatross. As much as you wish for sleep to come and whisk you from these feelings, it doesn't seem to.
1: And me, is going to step outside of his bunk. He doesn't smoke, but he kind of feels like he should. <laughs> he doesn't have any cigarettes, so it's a mo- moot point.
4: Ezrin is just... Sitting on the bed Just thinking
3: Despite the communications jams Lilius has been trying her best to Open a channel to The Japanese command center
0: It doesn't seem to be working
1: Is that like something That we could hear? Like are you like This is echo one or whatever Trying to, on, on the radio?
0: Yeah I guess so <laughs> You probably, yeah You If you're walking the hall a little bit you know, trying to find a break room or something like that just to sort of take a rest. You'd probably walk by Louise's room and just hear, you know, echoing mutters of call signs and uh, attempts to reach an outside channel. Just
1: knock on the door.
0: Who
3: is it?
1: Yo, it's Duro. Come in. How's it going, Louise?
3: Well... <sighs> can't get in contact with anybody, so...
1: Yeah, they got, like, jamming satellites or something, right?
3: Yeah, I guess so, but they can't last forever, right? They're gonna shoot those down, we're all gonna get in contact with our units, and they're gonna fly us out of here.
1: Probably. Probably eventually, yeah.
3: Sooner than later, I would hope. Hopefully, we're not supposed. We're not supposed to be the first line of. How are we the only four mechs that are here? We're the only four mobile pilots.
1: Well, um, I mean, there's some more in space, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, there's more in space. I mean,
1: hopefully, and I mean, there were more from the EU.
4: Hmm.
1: I mean, look, like, they, they, that jamming won't stay up for t- forever, but it'll probably stay up for tonight.
3: Yeah. Just not. There's other pilots that are more suited to this than me. This isn't for me. This is not my job.
1: I think it... at least I don't mean to be rude, but I'm pretty sure it's literally your job.
3: I guess it's kind of my job, but, I mean... I just just wanted to fly the planes.
1: Yeah, I feel you. Yeah.
3: Supposed to fly the planes. <sighs> I should have went into engineering.
1: Well, I mean, they don't let you fly the planes if you're an engineer.
3: I know. That's what's the problem about engineering.
1: Have the complaints about engineering alerted our our fellow mobile pilots?
4: I'm gonna roll awareness.
1: Is is Decker just completely soundly asleep? <laughs> oh...
2: No, Decker will wander out.
4: Twenty-one. I'm deaf. I definitely
0: hear it. <laughs> yeah, you hear bits of mumbling that come from the room across.
2: Well, oh,
3: yeah, that's annoying. It's
2: different. It's different from the call signs coming through my wall. But now there's two voices. That's a party. <laughs> Decker's going to see what's up.
0: Mm. All right, you both kind of exit your room simultaneously, almost. So look at- yo
4: I imagine Decker's. I, I for some reason I imagine hers is like a bit down the hallway to my. Uh, left while well, decker is on my right like in the room right next to me probably on my right and I'm just' like, oh hey,
2: hey you uh you couldn't sleep either huh
4: that seems like none of us could
2: all right let's go see what's up Let's y- let's, let's crash their party what <laughs> can we come in yes open the door hey what's up
3: nothing just complaining
2: yeah
1: you guys want to complain too? I was going to complain. Yeah, let's complain. This let's, is fucked.
4: This is fucked.
3: This is fucked.
4: <sighs> There's the four of us, right? Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Four that's mechs. It. A well equipped ship, however, very understaffed with equipment, soldiers, and mech units. <clears throat> We're going to a possibly obvious uh, regrouping location that could, could, uh, is better at, at defending. So if one smart commander orders his forces, they could beat us with a single war of attrition. Well, I mean, joy. I mean, they might
1: beat us, but they're not going to get Earth.
4: No, no but I want to stay in this fight.
1: That's fair. I mean, wait, what? You want to
2: stay in the fight? What? I thought you wanted to stay alive.
4: The longer I stay alive, the longer I can stay alive.
2: Okay. I mean, what? What do you guys think about doing, like, like, not fighting? I
1: mean, Uh, it's just my. We can't can't not do that. I know. I know. My mecha's due to be decommissioned, man. Like,
2: well, I think we can work on that. I'm sure.
3: Under normal circumstances, there's no way Casimir would be like certified combat ready. Hey,
2: the Patriot class isn't either. Like, I mean, you saw how the hydraulics blew on that thing, right? I did see that. I don't have strong enough pistons in the legs to support the thing. But I can't not fight. The wall can't fall. And like it or not, we are the wall. God. It's only four bricks. It's not much of a wall. No. But we're going to try to be four really, really big bricks.
4: I'll be an invisible brick.
2: Yeah, see? He's got the spirit. He's making his brick his own. (laughs) This metaphor is really escaping me. <laughs> Someone yeah, I'm else, please. Talk.
3: Really lost.
2: I, I guess. I guess the point I'm, I'm making is like, yeah, this really sucks, but you know what? It's what we signed up for. Yeah, I guess it. It kind of is. We asked for this. I mean, we didn't ask to be invaded by insurgents. I
3: super didn't ask for that. That
2: was not necessarily promised to us. It but
3: definitely, just asked to fly planes. We
2: did say. That we would defend in the event of a terrible insurgency from yeah. space and also the ground beneath us. I that, that's foreign or, or domestic. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. See, you know the words.
4: And I'm not going to be stopping until I either see that Lionel is either dead or safe. What's Lionel like? He's a bit of a uh, the cheeky cunt. Um. Sounds like you'll love him. He's. Well. He's looked after me for a long time. And I owe him. I owe him this. I owe, I owe to try to at least help him, save him, whatever is necessary. Him and Teresa basically raised me. Shit, man. <sighs> Though. No formal parents, but still something.
3: Well, I guess I can understand wanting to fight under those circumstances.
1: Well, I mean, it's not like we can go anywhere right now anyway. No,
3: No, we have to do this, but (sighs) I hope we're not the only ones.
1: I'm sure we're not it. I mean, there's definitely other people. They'll they'll be mobilizing the forces. We'll yeah. find other pilots to help us out. We got our crew. Mm-hmm. You know, we got your robot guy. Yeah, and maybe he'll get an extra arm.
3: He needs that an arm. arm. It's
1: not an extra arm at this point. It's it's the replacement arm. Yeah,
2: yeah. He, he he's but, supposed to have two arms, yes. right? Right. That is normal, right? It's normal for okay. him to have two arms. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but you know, <sighs> we've we've got Terra. We've got all these, you know, all these people that we've met who I don't really know, remember their names. It's been a long day. There's a lot of them. Yeah, I
1: just don't like that. Like we are all that's gonna really be able to defend. Mm-hmm. How many people
0: are on this fucking boat? Hundreds. Uh, Easy.
1: Like these hundreds of
4: souls.
3: That once we get to the city, it'll be fine. Once we get to the city, it'll be fine.
4: Yeah, Ezrin laughs to himself at that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ezrin is very pessimistic.
4: Extremely so. <laughs>
1: Oh we'll get there. We'll get set up. We'll probably be able to establish a line of communication. Yeah. We should really probably try to get to sleep though cuz That makes sense Ezra and I hope you're wrong. But if they are there, it's going to be we're going to have to say it's going to be a rough time getting in there.
0: As as you say this. Oh fuck. <laughs> the lights go out. <laughs> no. And a red a red like strobe lights turn on as a certain alarm starts going out.